Hello and what is up, Bold Crew? Before we get to the podcast that you are here to listen to, I just want to make a special announcement. The Twin Cities by Night crew has decided to add an additional member to the gang. What does that entail? That means that not only will you be able to potentially play in a future Demon the Fallen game that we will be running for a podcast and YouTube series, but you'll also be able to become part of the gang and be involved in future podcasts and other games that we may have going on on the channel. So how can you apply for this? First, you'll need to stop by our Discord that you can find in this podcast description and get details on how to apply. We'll be accepting applications until September 30th, 2018. And from there, we'll make a decision. We will let you know if you are the one who will become part of the Twin Cities by Night gang. I hope to see you all there. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to us on that same Discord. Good luck. Now I bring to you the future podcast. Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome back to Twin Cities by Night and our third story arc, Dread. Dread is set in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, Minneapolis, and St. Paul in the hot and humid summer of 2011. Join us again and continue to follow the journey of Katow, played by Quinn, and William, played by Slavic, as they continue to traverse the dark society held within the Twin Cities. They will be joined by three new kindred, Warren, a Tremere, played by Adam, Valentine, a Nosferatu, played by Alex, and Lenny, a Nosferatu, played by Andrew. The Coterie will find themselves joined together by a sense of dread. If you would like to contact us, you can follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. Lenny, you just came back from seeing Coach Olson and you're going back to the state park where you currently make your haven at, where the Missouri River kind of slowly makes its way through, cuts its swath through the park. And as you're walking the familiar bike paths that lead to the banks of the Missouri River, you see a figure that's in the promenade in a promenade that's in the middle of this park. The promenade kind of sticks out dark and the sky that's starting to become lighter than it normally is in the middle of the night. And you see the dark silhouette standing there and he's looking at you as you're walking along the bike path. And due to your instincts and the training that you received from Gerald, you realize this was the individual that you spoke with the other day, the black rat. He's tall and lanky, sticks out like an ominous figure for a little bit until you realize that this is just the same person that you've had conversations with before. And you see he kind of like raises his hands up and motions you to come towards him. All right. Um, I will approach um, just uh, matter-of-factly, you know, just not really like wary, like not showing any kind of, I don't know, uh, because I did ask him for some information. So I was kind of expecting to see him pop up some somewhere. Yeah. And you know, with through your interactions that you dealt with, with the black rat that he, in any little way that he can, he likes to show his control, you know, like a lot of people in this world who may be in controlling relationships or may just be that, that type of individual they want to show in any little way possible that they 
can be an annoyance or they can be unpredictable and in a roundabout way that is a way to show they control the situation and you know that he does things like this like showing up like an hour before dawn or just trying to catch you at a time where he thinks he might have an upper hand by showing that he can be unpredictable like that so but with you like i said you, you like you said walking towards him like like it's no you know matter i think maybe even combats that a little bit so as you get closer you can kind of see that he has sat down on this picnic table that's in the promenade and he's looking at you with his knees you know that are kind of up against his chest because of the lanky figure he is you know wearing like the dark combat boots and the dark jeans and the zipped up black hoodie and you see that the hoodie is up and he has a bandana again wrapped around his nose on his face down you see him like kind of like he's always fiddling him with it and adjusting it trying to make it taunt or trying to make it cover his mouth and you hear him say so i have some interesting information that about that jonathan guy that you wanted me to look into oh good yeah i'll tell you what those venture they're, they're all up in arms right now and they're closing their ranks man whatever that motherfucker was into has them all fucking worried they're in full cleanup mode. They're in full erase mode right now. They're trying to get rid of any any trace of him that, that he resides. You know how we do it, right? You know how our, our big old group loves to do things like that. Here's the thing, though. They, they, they're, not only are they circling the wagons because of him disappearing, they're also, it seems, think that he might have pissed someone off, and they're trying to look more into it, and they have their ideas of who it may be. Hmm. Who do you think it'll be? It is. Well, I frankly, I don't even know who these fucking names are that I hear being thrown around, but supposedly he was working on some shit. You see, like this motherfucker, right? He fell for the goddamn same flaw that many of our kind that I've seen fall for. They they get a little kingdom and they want that kingdom to grow. They want to kingdom build. You know what I mean, Lenny? They wanna they wanna get more of that piece of that pie. They get a little taste of it, right? And they want a bigger slice. So I guess this asshole had some big aspirations to get into some kind of fucking drug trade, like we're goddamn New York City or some shit. <laughs> and you just see him shake his head and he looks back at you. He's like, but supposedly this asshole was working with some chick named Samantha Harper to like start some kind of franchising of pushing shit, peddling shit out of this fucking club that he had. And supposedly she works for this guy named Little who is supposedly some homeboy who's fucking got control of shit up there and northern minneapolis that's all i hear right now but i hear that they are, are they're worried they think that he might have been taken out by them which to me is a bigger question and and, and it kind of is a worry on my part and i think it's a worry for all the families here is the fact that i've never heard of a motherfucker named little i really have no need to hear of a motherfucker named little or samantha but what worries me if these are normal folks normal folks are kicking down the door and taking out some of leadership's little fucking member of their family what does that say about all of us that's what i'm just silent he just he doesn't answer like the hypothetical so are we good debt paid yeah i've got uh it's good that you came at this time i have uh something i want to tell you what's that how much do you know about the uh giovanni (laughs) uh and the fact that there's some stone cold bitch who's been living in the city for a while for as long as I've been around, that's all about I know. And that, like, I hardly ever see the bitch. I don't know why she's here. I know she has a couple of people who work underneath her who are here, but 
I don't know, man. Something doesn't sit right with her. They're tied up in this. She's tied up in this. Her her people are directly. And uh, her guy, Roman Dunstern, just letting you know he's going down. So stay clear of him. Give me a perception and empathy role. Let's just say difficulty six, please. Yeah. I'm I'm still feeling like all that emotion and everything. So like uh, that's why I'm like addressing him like this, like he's going down. Like Oh, it's understandable. Yeah, definitely. You've had a pretty traumatic, I think, last evening. You know, your your whole day, your whole night has been pretty traumatic, what you've been exposed to at the moment. One success. So when you you notice when you say the name Roman Dunstern, you see you you see him like flinch a little bit. Not like a huge audible like <gasps> or anything like that but you definitely see there's when a reaction. Bring, yeah there's a definite reaction when you bring his name up you know the guy what makes you think that don't act like that look <laughs> since when are you not able to hold your cool hmm? and the one time i say a name that has a reaction there's something there you see him he like looks towards the river like he's looking away from you for a second and he like goes and like kind of like like pushing himself off the the picnic table and he like just kind of walks to the side of the promenade that's facing the the river and you see like you kind of look you know over his shoulder your you know his back is facing you look over the shoulder and you kind of see like the the river looks almost like a purplish hue now and you can kind of hear like birds starting to chirp and he's like you know man there's some fucked up shit that we are all exposed to sometimes it's our own selves that kind of expose it to us and i think sometimes we get a little calloused, right? And he kind of looks over his shoulder. We get used to sometimes the fact that we're capable of maybe reacting to certain situations or having to how we have to survive, right? We just kind of learn to deal with it in our own ways. But then there's sometimes, do you have to do. yeah, you got to do what you got to do. But there's sometimes, man, where you're exposed to shit, and there's no building a callus over that shit, man. There's no forgetting that shit. There's no handling it compartmentalizing it in your head and you see him tap his head with his long finger for a second not abnormally long but definitely thin and he turns around and looks at you there's some fucked up things in this world Lenny some fucked up things man and it's expected of us sometimes to ignore it and that's all I'm going to say about that shit alright I'm not ignoring it that's all I'm telling you so what do you think you're going to do Lenny do you think you can go in there, guns a-blazing, kicking the door down, demanding justice? Oh, no, I'm not stupid. Whoa. Look, I may not have been very great in school and just excelled at sports, and but that doesn't mean I'm an idiot, okay? I'll take my time with this. Man, he did something to you, huh? Think about this, Lenny, when you're making your choices, man. And this is a free word of advice, all right? Because I do feel for you, Lenny. I feel bad for you quite often, man. You have to realize if you know about him and I know about him, imagine how many other motherfuckers know about him. And yet he's still here. And yet he still continues to do what he does. And yet we have to fucking whisper about it in the middle of a fucking park. One day, Lenny, you're going to realize all that fucking family talk, all that bullshit that Gerald gives you, that Elijah gives you, it's not going to mean anything. You're gonna have to. Re- you're gonna realize sooner or later that it's gonna be about you and surviving on your own. Be careful, man. There's a reason why that motherfucker's been around here for so long, and he's still around here. On that note, 
I leave you to your humble adobe. I'm going to fuck home. I'll talk to you later. And you see him kind of just put his hands in his hoodie pocket, and he turns around. He walks, cutting his way through the grass. And you're never really sure, by the way, where he makes his haven at. And he's never been one to volunteer and tell you that either. But as you're left standing there for about, there's about 40 minutes left before the sun comes up. What's going on in your head? Um, you know, uh, he's just uh. He's just more concerned with getting out of like of the sunlight. Like, you no, know, this day needs to end. It's there's a lot going on, and he's just like, it's gonna take him time to process everything. It's been one big shock, right? Because this has been an interesting twelve hours for you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I get that. And you just kind of like one of those days where you're like, I just want the fucking day to end. So <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. I'm done with this. I'm just gonna go. I'm do his thing. He's gonna strip down, hide his stuff. You know, like under like a there maybe there's like a old like particle board or something like a rock that he puts on top of it and like next to like some bushes or some shit. I don't know. You know, some trash and just like swims into the river. As you put yourself in the fridge and the freezer and you feel that weight from that 45 pound plate sit on your chest and you pull the string that closes the freezer and puts you in this warm embrace. You feel yourself starting to sink. And as you start feeling that sinking feeling, your consciousness ends and then your eyes snap open. You've already blown a blood pool point because we had everyone blow a blood pool point and you feel yourself in the dark confines of this freezer. What are you going to do? Get out, retrieve his things um, slowly, methodically, um just kind of look around um the park uh listening out you know because it's a park there could be people so he doesn't want to be seen like just swimming out naked so if if there are people he'll try and like you know be quiet about it and use obfuscate and just stealth out when you when you you know we'll say you go through your daily motion as when you come out of the park like that and you know, when you come out of it, too, is really when you feel, I'd say, more in tune with your predatory nature. But right now, as like when you slowly make your way out of the Missouri River and you come along the banks and you feel your like feet going through like the soft river mud that kind of finds itself on the embankment of rivers like this. And you kind of go through these milkweeds that are on the side and you have that algae smell that's kind of creeping through you hear mosquitoes just are constantly buzzing around you like these gnats mosquitoes as you're making your way to where your clothing is at and you don't really hear anyone in the park because uh, you know for the last two days it'd been raining pretty heavy and it just seems like if you were to guess right now that the rain ended not too long ago as as you know maybe about a couple hours ago but you definitely feel like see the moisture in the grass and you see like puddles collected along the riverbank, but you're able to get your clothes out because, you know, you put them in the bag and everything like that and hide them amongst the trash. And as you put your 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 clothes on and everything like that and you're getting situated, you see a text message that has been left for you uh, on your on your phone from Gerald. And he's like, uh, when do you want to meet? I don't know how to answer that because uh, Lenny has a like a million things he wants to do <laughs> hey. you know it's like one of those things like ah. you can always think on it you don't you don't need to respond right away you know what i mean it's just a it's just a message and you know matter of fact like we, we can even say like the relationship between you and gerald is the fact that he understands you may be doing things and he doesn't expect 
immediate responses. Like he knows that. Yeah, but I think he would still probably just say something. So just text him like, I'll get back with you later or something like that. And you see a, just a letter K in response, you know, that when it comes back, when your phone vibrates. So what do you want to do, Lenny? I am going to, I'm going to go hunting. Oh, nice. So what's your plan for hunting? What do you want to do? Like, where do you want to go hunting at? Like what, like what's going on in your head? And what's your blood pool at right now, by the way? Seven. Okay. So what, what's your plan of action? Um, so I, as, as a, he's, he won, he's going to, he is going to try and feed from his herd at some point, but not right now. He still also likes to hunt, you know? So there will be a text message sent to, um, sent to coach Olson that, uh, he wants to feed tonight, you know, and he'll be following up with him then at that time with the uh what he asked him to do to make sure he's on that you know and then secondly you know he is going to he he's the type to kind of put on a show with feeding where like uh he he like pretends like maybe he got mugged or you know like may may he just ambushes somebody or he's not like i'm gonna go to a club and like seduce people kind of vampire none of that shit he likes to he 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 likes to feel like a hunter in a real hunter way not like in a yeah, okay, I got that. Now, is there like is there a reason like why you want to feed? Is it because of the frustration you felt and you feel like this is a way to relieve that frustration that you've been feeling? I mean, you kind of did with Coach Olson there when you kind of like put that piece of shit in his place, you know, and yeah, kind of like rough him up. This is a way for him to just be like it's a distraction. You know, he's like it's something he he can do that gives him control over his own situation and just like reassures his sense of self you know like i am still this thing that preys on people and i have this power over others if i want it you know so you're doing your own fucked up way of taking control even though i mean i would say like finding out that like the black rat and him kind of implying that like people may be aware of roman's tastes like like that's pretty makes you feel small but then in situations like this this makes you feel like you have control back i like that this is the fuck the beast in a way i mean of course you're feeding it is the fucking beast you know what i mean but like this is a way of like you taking control back you showing that you're the king of your domain and that 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 you can you can wield your influence in any way you want right i, I like that because in like that, that that's got to be a you know one thing about vampire that i think sometimes is is it takes away i don't want to say from the horror of it but like it's the fact that the big camarilla clan you know politics structure all that shit sometimes takes away from the fact that individually vampires are very scary very individual monsters you know what i mean just like the thought of one fucking vampire one fucking lenny is a scary thought is is a horrific thought is part of the horror of, of of the game and Sometimes I would think that, like, it, it, you know, if I don't want to say vampires are real, but like in the case of the character Lenny, that you go from feeling like something that is extremely powerful, right? Like you do with Coach Wilson, like you're showing your pat, you've passed judgment on Coach Wilson, you're making him pay his penance for his crimes that he did to you and others. And then to like talk to someone like the black rat, you feel like a minnow in a big pond, you know what I mean? Instead of a fucking shark in a big pond. So this is your own way of doing that. 
And it's fucked up because do you ever really truly feel like can you really escape that feeling once you're more exposed and exposed and exposed to the side society at large that surrounds you like that and it feel like all the characters and and dread are, are slowly getting them exposing themselves to this and are probably not feeling as powerful as they did at one point so that's very interesting cool so where do you plan to want to hunt like this like where do you want to set this up at well i was hoping that uh like there there would be people out if it was pouring down raining and stuff uh he might have to expand his like search he's not um he's not picky okay definitely definitely so like going out from here just kind of like wandering through the park looking see if there's any like you know people going out for a late jog or anything like that and if that's not the case you know he might go and start haunting some of the like kind of um you know, there's always like transients. There's always people. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. We will say, give me a perception roll difficulty. Um, let's do six. Three successes. You are walking along the park in your clothes, you know, in your hoodie with your hood up. And you're walking along these these walkways and these bike paths that are in this park. Now, you said you want to play the victim. Is that what you're kind of trying to do? Or are you just looking for someone at first before you formulate a plan? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to find like a likely looking target. All right. Definitely. So as you are, you're coming, uh, you're walking along and you find this, you find this old pickup truck that's kind of parked in one of the parkways. It's about like a half a mile away from where you, you know, where you walk along the, <clears throat> the Missouri river and that where you make your Haven and you come along this parking lot and you see this, this old truck that is there. And as the truck, you see that is running and you can kind of see like the lights are kind of piercing through the headlights are piercing through this fine, like mist. Like I said, it just got done raining a couple hours ago, but there's like this almost like a fog kind of like a mist that's surrounding like the, along the river or in this park right now. And as you are, getting closer you see a figure that is within this truck and you see this figure looks like he's probably like 50 60 years old he has like gray finished gray hair on top and you see that he's has very gaunt features and he has like this gray stubble that is along his cheek lines and along like this drooping like gizzard that he has like under his chin like his skin has like uh that ha his skin has like dropped low gravity has pulled it down and you see he has like this this plaid shirt on that's buttoned up and as the truck is running and you're kind of like wondering what's going on because you know there, there's a second you're expecting him to back up or to do something and you see like he's looking down in the car and this in the in the the seat next to him now his truck is one of those old pickup trucks that don't have like a back seat it has like a front seat like a full front seat with like a stick shift you know the the, the truck is like this greenish color and you kind of see like that he lifts something up from like sitting next to him you see and it's this pistol and he's just kind of like looking at the pistol for a second and then you see his other hand come up and he's like takes a swig off this bottle that looks like a little fifth of something and that's in a brown paper bag and you see him like looking at the gun for a second then he just puts it on the dashboard of the truck and you see him like light a cigarette and he rolls down the window and he's just sitting there smoking and as you hear the window like as he rolls it down you can kind of hear like this somber old hank williams country music that's like coming from within it and you see him just like taking a drag of a cigarette as you're standing there looking at him okay okay so uh what I was going to um, do first is like kind of scan the area 
and make sure that like there's no one else around using um auspex to make to enhance like my senses and just sniff the air and listen and see if there's any footsteps or if there's any voices that i can hear uh, besides over the music you know and and if there's um if i see anything you know if there's any motion in the back uh of the of the truck or anything like that so you're standing there unseen i'd almost imagine like you're standing by a tree i would think like instinctually lenny I would I would think even too, and this is I want to I want you to answer this question before we even continue with the scene, right? How has Lenny like the the fact that you can control people's perception to where they can completely ignore you, right? That's a pretty powerful thing, right? That's a I mean that's a really like builds that I'm in control. This is my fucking environment I'm controlling, but has has. Lenny like fully accepted that he's capable of doing that, or are there like small mannerisms from when he was a human that like are still hard for him to have full confidence that he's not being seen? Am I am I making sense like that? Like, or is he just fully knows that he's capable of doing this and he doesn't have any small like oh, lingering he's, doubt he's in his head? Totally. Remember, he's 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 totally into that idea, like having that power over the people and just observing quietly. Remember, he's he's that weirdo vampire who takes public transportation because he can yeah. sit there and just watch people in their most vulnerable, like when they're not think they're not being observed. Nice, nice. So while you're standing there and you feel like you know that even <laughs> if this person looked in your direction, he wouldn't see you. You you tap in to the inner predator. You know, you feel like you start really trying to focus you know, and you kind of for a second close your eyes and you take this like deep like inhale from your nose and you like force a breath out of your mouth. And as when that breath comes out, you open your eyes. And it's almost like when you open your eyes, you hear first the, the environment around you and you hear like the buzzing of mosquitoes and you hear crickets and you kind of hear like the, the soft drip of some moisture that I collected along the lip of a leaf, like drop and hit the sidewalk that's by you. But you slowly, when you're doing that, you slowly focus yourself and you focus almost like you're weaving your consciousness through these different sounds, almost like they're obstacles that you can see. You direct your, your, direct your insight, you direct your hearing towards that vehicle. And you can kind of hear the slow churning of the engine you kind of hear like the muffle rattle just a little bit because the the screws haven't that brace the muffler haven't fully been tightened in like maybe a decade you kind of hear it rattle just a little bit of the of the metal and then you can kind of hear through this somber music you can hear just silent like crying and you realize that it's coming from the person in the car now it's not a sobbing because this man looks like he comes from a generation where it's not acceptable to sob, even when you're by yourself with a gun and a fifth of cheap whiskey and an old pickup truck. And as you kind of narrow your hearing on him, you kind of push your smell and you could smell the cheap rye whiskey, not only coming from the bottle, but you can, you can smell it like secreting from his pores. Like he's well, like he's been drinking for a while, you know, and there's a, second where you smell him when he breathes out and you can almost smell the faint faintness in his breath that escaped from the vehicle out the open window you can smell like the smell of death almost come from him and it's, it's not something Lenny, to be honest he's like uh like oh i'm gonna get a good buzz off this like he doesn't even give a shit at the moment about this guy's 
like whatever problems he's got, whatever may put him in this situation, no fucks are given. He's so, just like predator and that's prey. And, and I like that dichotomy a lot. I really do. Because like right now you are just like saving that side of you who felt powerless just but 12 hours earlier or whatever, you know? So that's what you smell and you don't hear anything else around you. And you see, and, and, and as you close your eyes again and you breathe out and you open them and you feel like your normal self, you're, you see this figure again, like just like he kind of has his hands on the pistol and you see like he's like lifting it and then he's just putting it down. Like he doesn't even want to c- confront. It's almost like a, uh, a conversation he knows he needs to have with that pistol, but he doesn't want to have it, you know, like he keeps trying to ignore it, like an angry wife who who he just wants to avoid because he doesn't want to deal with the ramifications of what may come forth from her. If there's no immediate people, I want to roll something. Okay, what do you want to roll? Mask of Thousand Faces. All right, go ahead and give me that roll, sir. I have one success. All right, and what are you trying to do? So uh, that uh, kind of like homeless kind of like vagrant look to him that he uh he's used before mm-hmm. that 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 appearance okay I'm yeah he's gonna kind of start walking out of the shadows to him okay and as you come walking out you see the guy like he's sitting there and he takes a swig from the bottle and then you see when he like like comes down his head comes down and he's like looking because you're like coming from the direction almost like kitty corner from the passenger side like you can see you over the hood you see him like he's looking for a second and then he's like just like shakes his head and he goes and drinking like he doesn't want to like he's hoping well he's he, he's a little plastered too but he doesn't want to like you're a bum you're a bum and he's not like trying to talk to you or whatever but you see him quickly like take the pistol and kind of like throw it in his passenger seat like he doesn't want to like anyone to see it sitting on his dashboard I'm gonna go right up to the uh, to the window, and he uh, said the, it was down, and he was smoking. Yeah, yeah, the driver's side window. Okay, so yeah. you walk across like the the hood of his vehicle. You know what I mean? Like walk in front of it, and you come around, and the guy just you just see him looking at you, and he's like, "What do you want?" Hey, man. Hey, hey. Can I can I can I bum one of those? Like, it's seen gesturing at a cigarette. And you see him like, yeah. And you see him like go ahead, and he like takes out a takes a pack of Marlboros dude out of like his, like the, like by the stick shift. And he like sits there and he's like, yeah, but you gotta have one with me, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You want drink? And he kind of like, you see him like pull the lever of the door to like kind of push it open little, little intoxicated where he's might be a little rude. Like he's not trying to hit you with the door, but he probably, you know what I mean? Isn't too cognitive of what he, that is close to hitting you. You kind of see him like, you all right. Uh, yeah, man. Whatever. Here, here. Have a smoke, and he kind of like to- tosses you the pack. Yeah, just, just having a drink, man. Just having a drink. You want a drink? You want? I know you want a drink. And he kind of like grabs this fifth that's in this cheap, thin, you know, paper bag. And yeah. Like, when he when he turns to reach in there, I'm just gonna grab him. Okay. Just sudden, like, like I was waiting for him to like look away, like something to distract him. He's drunk. Should be easy enough. Just grab hold of him, pull him in. All right. Uh, how many uh, how many blood points are you taking? Three. You sink your fangs into him, and you can kind of like feel the whiskers on his neck, like brush against your lips. But you forget as soon as that vitae like starts like spilling into your mouth. And there's a moment where he's rigid, 
and then you slowly start taking it out and you can like definitely as soon as like you take your first like deep gulp of it you feel like this warmness come over your body and it's not the warmness of of, of the normal vitae that you take but it's that nice warmness like a shot of liquor from your days as a frat boy you know when you do shots and get inebriated you kind of feel that like wash over you and after a while you you know you you feel yourself taking it sated it and you feel him like just like limp when you when you're done you like pull back your <laughs> lip and you still have like some of the blood that's inside your teeth and and you lick his wound and then you just see him kind of like he's limp against the seat right now I'm gonna, and he's still standing I'm gonna just drop him oh like okay. just let go let him fall over yeah drop the like person down and just be like thanks for the drink and then just walk away so he's laying there and you see him breathing deep breaths from his chest as he as he's out you walk off as you hear the slow faint sounds of hank williams cutting its way through the park hello folks have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite white wolf role-playing games or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want. Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please. Help. They're coming. <laughs> the Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. Central District is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire Districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. Why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Los Angeles, 
Why is Los Angeles an exploding city? Neon Masquerade The Demon's Mirror Thirteen Candles Three Chronicles Running Through the Undead Veins of the City of Angels The Esoteric Order of Role Players Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com and search the Duets tag to find out more. <laughs>